you are brand new here tuning in for the first time, welcome. So excited that you have decided to jump on with us. I know that every church in America has a service going on right now online, uh, at least almost every church. And, uh, and so we are excited that you chose to join us and worship with us today. My name is Brian Wood. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Seven Cities and uh, and just excited to share from God's Word. If you don't know me, uh, let me just give you a kind of a, I come with a warning label, if you will. Uh, I am a very transparent, open book, wear my heart on my sleeve. And, uh, and a lot of times, if not almost every time, when I speak from God's Word, um, it's typically something that's personal to me, something that I've been studying, something I've been spending time with, meditating on, and even something that I have been going through, experiencing in my own life. And, uh, and today, we have a message, I have a message that is, uh, that is hot off the press, if you will, um, for something that's so personal to me, something that I have been kind of uh, dealing with, going through, I don't want to say struggling with, but uh, just say a, a season of life that I want to be uh, be transparent with and share with you because I feel like there are a lot of you uh, who have been or are in this very same season. And so August 1st, it was a Sunday morning. Uh, I got up early, as I typically do. I try to beat my kids up uh, so that I can just kind of have some time alone and and uh, and drink a hot cup of coffee and spend some time in God's Word and in prayer. And uh, I remember sitting in my living room and just kind of looking back uh, over recent months, the last year and a half, and and kind of doing some soul searching, searching my own life, my own heart, and um, and 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 I just felt off. And I don't know if you ever felt that or maybe you feel that now. It seemed like things were, were going well in life. Uh, there were some things that, that were exciting that were happening, some things that I knew were from God and, and blessings and, and, and just all types of, of exciting and, and great things that were happening. But there was just something inside of me that, um, it just, just, it was just off. It wasn't necessarily bad. It wasn't necessarily negative. It wasn't necessarily unhealthy. Um, but there was just this feeling where I'm like, I, I don't, I don't like this and I need to figure out what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? Can I pinpoint it? Can I put my finger on it? What is the solution to, to what's happening in my life? And so I made a commitment to myself, uh, that Sunday morning and to God that I was going to really seek Him. Um, and, and search my own heart to try to figure out what is it that's missing or what is it that's off? What is it that needs to be changed or tweaked or, or what is it that I need to learn while I'm here? And so I, uh, the first thing that I decided to do in that moment was to, to back off of, of social media. I said, you know, uh, I'm going to shut down social media. It oftentimes becomes a distraction in my life. Uh, it, it adds probably more negativity to my life than it does value. And so I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to get away from it and, and at least minimize one distraction that I know of that I can pinpoint in my life. And then some other things in my life that I, that I kind of were like, all right, I need to, I need to back off of this, shift my focus from, from here to there. And, and, uh, and what I did, I went on a, a six week journey and I wish I could say that all of it was intentional. Uh, it wasn't. Some of it was, uh, again, the things that I decided to do on August 1st and then others, uh, we're kind of unintentional. This, this, this aspect of, of kind of disconnecting, if you will, uh, when I didn't even really want to. And, um, and so what I want to talk to you about today is the need for retreat, the need for 
retreat. And we're going to look at a passage of scripture. I'm going to give you uh, four things, what I would call, some of them are kind of like excuses. Uh, I know that word is is kind of a, a bold word because uh, you could easily say, I'm not making excuses. Look at what I'm dealing with. Look at what I'm, 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 uh, I'm experiencing in life. But, but really four reasons or four aspects of why we don't retreat. Uh, when we do know the need for it, we understand it. But, but before we get into that, I want to share two things with you up front to kind of set this up and really kind of just shut a few thought processes or perspectives down. Uh, the first one is let's define what I mean when I say the word retreat. Retreat, retreat means to, to back away, to withdraw or to disconnect from something or maybe even someone. And I think it's important for us to, um, to define that because it's, it's really a, a, there's a plethora of things in life that we can retreat from. And when I hear the word retreat as a youth pastor, our previous youth pastor, rather, I think about like, all right, we're packing up Friday. I'm taking teenagers off to a camp. We're going on a retreat this weekend. And like, it's a whole weekend deal. And I come back and I'm more exhausted than when I left. And so that is an aspect of retreating. But I want you to know that there are, there are many things and many aspects of our life that we can retreat from, that we can withdraw from, that we can disconnect. And some of those we can do in a moment. We can do in a minute. It can be done in hours. And some of it may take weeks to months. Like social media. I made a decision in that moment. I'm taking it off my phone. I'm logging out. Like I retreated just like that. But then there may be others where maybe you need to retreat from that unhealthy work environment that you're in. Well, you probably should put in a two week notice right? Like that takes time. Or maybe it's a relationship with a, with a friend or, or someone that, that is toxic in your life that you need to retreat from. Like some of that takes time. And so I'm not going to speak about retreating in a very specific manner. It's kind of the shotgun approach. And you hopefully, uh, God will reveal to you the things that you need to retreat from. So, so to define retreat, the need to retreat, it means the need to withdraw, the, the, the need to, to back off, the need to disengage engage or disconnect with something or someone. The second thing that I want to do in the setup is, is to just tell you this. We need to normalize retreating. We need to normalize retreating. And here's what I mean by that. Oftentimes, especially in this, uh, this environment that we're in, the culture that we live in, like, like the demographic, geographic area that we are, we are in a military town, right? And so when we hear the word retreat, all you military guys are like, no, 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 I'm not going to retreat because it's like, hey, we're going into battle. We're, we're a company or a battalion or a squad or whatever it may be. And we're going into battle and we realize, oh, some things are off and, and we got to retreat. We got to back up. Listen, retreating is not surrendering. And so, so when you, when you back up, you get a chance to regroup, you get a chance to refocus, you get a chance to analyze and look at what's happening. And so I think oftentimes when we hear that word retreat, we, we look at it from this negative perspective. Like I'm going to surrender. I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to quit. That's not what it means. And so we need to normalize it. And I feel like we don't because of, uh, maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's pride. Like I have literally, uh, I was just telling Pastor Jay um, earlier today, like I, I literally have been wrestling with whether or not I was going to share this message. 
Like, like, should I, should I be transparent at this level? Like, should I, should I expose it? And the enemy starts filling my mind with lies. Like, Brian, the church isn't even a year old and here you are retreating, Brian. Like, you know, what kind of leader are you? What kind of pastor are you? Like, what are they going to see? What are they going to think about you? Are they going to say that you're a poor leader? Are they going to say that you're weak? Like on and on and on. And I know that none of those are true because I have Jesus Christ inside of me and he is greater than anything that I'm facing. And so, so I know that the enemy is trying to attack me and I know that the enemy is also trying to attack you. And so I just want you to understand there is a powerful need for us to retreat from things in life and to make it normal, not to look at it as if I retreat, I'm weak, or if I retreat, there's something wrong with me, but we make it normal because there is a massive and a significant need to retreat in your life and in my life. And so we're going to jump in to a passage uh, in Mark chapter 6. If you want to turn there, if you have your Bibles, if not, it'll be on your screen. And I want to just kind of, uh, I guess, preface before we dive in that uh, we're not going to, we're going to look at the passage in context, but we're going to pull more principle out of it than, than actually like specifics that was happening there and how it connects, but, but more principle, not just the very specific context and the retreating aspect that we're going to look at in this passage. I hope that makes sense. If not, you'll understand it as we get ready to go. And so we're going to go Matthew, I mean, excuse me, Mark chapter six. I'm going to read the whole passage. Uh, it's a little bit long, but then we're going to break it down. All right. You probably know this passage, but you've probably never looked at it or seen it from this perspective. Mark chapter six, verse 30. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Let's retreat. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. We've had to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all of these people. How much bread do you have, he asked. Go and find out. This is Jesus speaking. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Whew, that was a lot. And I know you've heard that passage, but let's look at it in the context of the need to retreat. All right. The first thing that I want to share is a statement or an excuse or a reason why you and I don't retreat. And it's this, write it down. I am too busy. I'm too busy. I can't retreat. Like I am too busy to retreat. Look at this in verse 30 and 31. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. 
He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. I don't know about you. That rings a bell with me. Like, I'm so busy some days that I don't even have time to eat lunch. You're so busy that you're walking out of the house with four kids around your leg trying to get them off to school that you don't have time to eat breakfast. You get home, you're exhausted, and you don't know what you're going to eat for dinner, right? Like, this is all too common for you and I. And I don't know about you. When I hear that as I'm too busy, it's actually a reminder to show me the need to retreat. Like, there is such a great need for us to retreat. And they were so busy. They were so busy doing the work of Christ and and heading out and doing things with him that they were like, we don't even have time to eat. And Jesus is like, look, we got to go. We got to take a break. We got to get up out of here. We got to retreat. We got to rest. We got to back away. We got to disengage. We got to disconnect. It is a drastic need for us to retreat. And so when we think about that statement, I'm too busy, like we really are, right? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not arguing that. Like, I look at my life and I'm like, some days I don't even know which way I'm going. And I'm like, how do you want me to retreat? Like, how am I going to disconnect or disengage? Look at all the things on my plate. Look at all the things that I have to do. And there's a principle that I learned, uh, several years ago. It doesn't mean that I always get it right <laughs> because I don't, but it's something that I learned that, that I try to remind myself of regularly. And, uh, and, and you hear it different ways. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the term that, that's in Scripture, but it's this, this principle or this perspective of busy versus productive, all right? You may hear it called like urgent versus important or emergent versus important, like, but busy versus productive. And there's a big difference between what it looks like to be busy and what it looks like to be productive. And now I'm no like psychology, behavioral, you know, therapist, or I don't have some major in that. So like, I'm just going to kind of give you my definition from experience and from the things that I've faced, the things that I've experienced on, on the differences between busyness and, uh, and productivity. And I think that that they will resonate with you. Like, like busyness is, is this aspect of, of, of just being all over the place. Like, like I'm so busy. I'm unorganized. I'm unstructured. I have 47 things going on and none of those things, uh, the work that I put into them have any depth to them. They're all shallow and, and I'm all over the place. And what happens from that busyness is it, is it actually like it sucks the life out of me. Like it depletes me of my energy because I'm moving in so many different directions. My mind is here and it's there. My body is here and it's there. Like I'm all over the place. And it literally like it takes the life out of me. And if you're busy like that, it takes the life out of you. It's no wonder we come home every day and we're completely exhausted. And as soon as we hit the pillow, we go to sleep. Or maybe you can't go to sleep because you're still busy in your sleep, right? Like your mind is still racing. And so like that's busyness. Like we're all over the place and we're working on many different things with no purpose or intentionality and no focus. And it's shallow. Productivity, on the other hand, is drastically different. It's, it's, it's a, it's a aspect to where intentionality is taking place and we're able to focus on specific things, maybe even one thing at a time so that we can go deeper and we can put more work into it. And what happens is when we're productive and we're focused and we're intentional, we get to focus and work on the things that, that are, that are purposeful and meaningful. And what happens when you focus on the things that are purposeful, it dives in and connects to your purpose. And when you tap into your purpose, the way that you're creating, 
created, the thing that you're designed to do, guess what it does? It gives you energy and it gives you life. And so there's a drastic difference between, between this busyness and productivity. Like, like when I'm busy, I literally feel like I'm drowning. Like I'm underwater, I'm doing everything that I can just to keep my head above water. I'm like a truck without brakes that is eventually going to run into something and come to a crashing halt. But on the way, it's going to destroy everything in its path. But then when I'm productive, I almost feel like I'm in control, not in that aspect, because I know that, that I'm not in control, but like I'm ahead, I'm, I'm above the water. Like I, I'm, I'm organized, I'm structured, I know which way I'm going, I'm planned out, and I'm, and I'm focused on the things that I have, and it gives me life. And it's so hard for us to, to differentiate that. Well, I wouldn't say it's hard to, to differentiate, it's hard to apply. It's, it's hard to get away from, from the things that are just keeping us busy and focus on the things that, that lead us to productivity. But this is what keeps us from retreating. Like we understand, I need to retreat. I need a break. I need to get out of here, right? Like I need to disconnect from something. I need to get away for a weekend or I need to shut down for half a day or whatever it may be. Like you know the need for it, but you're just too busy to do it. And so we've got to prioritize because when we prioritize, we find out, hey, these are the things that are, that are actually causing and leading to productivity. And these are the things that are just keeping me busy. And these things are sucking the life out of me. They're making me drown and they're leaving me with no room, no margin or no space to have any opportunity to go retreat. But yet these things, they're giving me life, man. Like they're, they are energizing me. I'm feeling good. I'm, 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 I'm tapping into the way that I was created and the gifts that I have and the talents that I have. And I'm, and I'm getting things done. And now I have a little bit more room on my plate. And I'm going to take this room, this margin that I have, and I'm going to retreat from some things. There is a need to retreat. You are too busy. I know that you are. But if you will look at the things that are just keeping you busy and not the things that are leading you to be productive, you will find space and you will understand that you have to retreat. You've got to get away and get off the things that are sucking the life out of you and the busyness that consumes our life because there is a drastic need for us to retreat. I am too busy. The next one that I see is in verse 32, and it's this right here. This is another, I guess, excuse. Again, that's a harsh word, I know, but, but, a, but a reason, and, and probably a very good one, uh, but not one that should keep us from retreating, is someone or something always needs me. Right? Like number two is, is someone or something always needs me. Brian, how do you want me to retreat when everywhere I go or, or, or everything that I do, someone or something needs me? Look at verse 32. So they left by boat. So Jesus says, hey, you ain't even had time to eat. We got to retreat. Like we're getting out of here. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Like we always have someone or something that wants us, right? Like that needs us, that is trying to pull our attention. Like we have a job that is calling us. We have a spouse who has a honeydew list. We have a kid who follows us to the bathroom where we can't have 
have three minutes of privacy in life. Moms, I know you feel me, right? Like there is always something or someone who wants our attention. And here Jesus is. He says, hey, we ain't had time to eat. We've been busy, busy, busy. And I'm not saying that they weren't productive, like they're doing the work of Christ. But he says, hey, we got to get away. And as soon as they get there to try to retreat, there is someone and something there needing their attention. And Jesus didn't actually respond the way that I wanted him to for this message. Like I was kind of wanting him to say like, all right, we're going to retreat. Guys, y'all are going to have to wait just a little bit. We're going to retreat because there's a need for it. We're going to take a break. But it didn't say that. And so I'm like, well, what do I do here? Like, what does this mean? Like, I'm not trying to take the passage out of context or say something that's not there or add to it. But as I began to look into this deeper, here's what Jesus showed me as I was looking at this. As Jesus was going to retreat, guess what he had already in line? Busyness and productivity. He had his priorities in line. And so as he's retreating, he's actually seeing things. He's seeing people that are there meeting him while he was retreating. But guess what? He saw them as a priority. He saw them that actually he had an opportunity to fulfill his purpose. And so it wasn't a distraction. It wasn't something that was going to stop him necessarily from retreating because it was the most important thing to him. And it gave him purpose. Pastor Jay said last week, and this is God's word, that, that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And so he sees these people as they're going to retreat. And he says, look, these people are sheep without a shepherd. They need me. This is my purpose. Like, and I'm going to make sure that, that there's no busyness that's just pulling me away. But this is productivity. This is what I'm living for. And so I'm going to spend some time and I'm going to teach these people. And I'm going to give them the word. I'm going to give them the truth. And hopefully I'm going to give them life. And so he saw this again. I'm like, all right, just go retreat. But, but he saw this and what it tells me. And this is what I want to tell you today is that Jesus had his priorities in order. And you and I, we have to have our priorities in order because guess what? Every time you try to go and retreat, there's going to be someone or something that is there to keep you from doing that. And sometimes it's real and sometimes it's the enemy trying to keep you from retreating because there's power in retreating. And what we have to do is have the first one in order so that as we're on the way to retreating, as we're headed to that place to retreat, we can look around and the something or the someone that's calling us or pulling our attention, we can identify. Is this just busyness or is this productivity? And again, in this situation, in this context, Jesus said, no, no, these people are important to me. This isn't just busyness. I've got to deal with this. So what are your priorities? Like, like we've got to understand that. We've got to get that right. That this aspect of, is this taken away from me or is this giving to me? And so that we can get to a place where we can retreat. The third thing that I would share comes from, uh, from verse 35. And, uh, and this is again another statement or another question, another, uh, again, excuse, if you will. But is it doing anything? Like if I go retreat, is it doing anything? Look at this in verse 35. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that you can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. So the apostles are saying, Jesus, you said we're busy and we didn't even have time to eat. So you're taking us to a place to retreat. And now all these people are here. 
And, and it's almost like they were annoyed. Like, bro, we want to retreat. We know the need to retreat. Like, we feel it. We need it. We want to get away. And here are these people. Like, get them out of here. Like, send them out. And he goes on and says, he says, send the crowds away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what, they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have, he asked. Go and find out. And so they're going to this place of retreating, and there are people there who need what these apostles have. All right? Here's the part where, where I'm going to kind of do more principle than, 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 uh, than the specific context. And here's what I mean by that. When you go through a season where maybe you feel like we're talking about today, like something's just off. I need a break. I need to disconnect. I need to retreat. What happens when you retreat is you're able to kind of step back for a moment. You're able to see things a little bit differently. You're able to get a fresh perspective and you're able to learn some things. I always, I joke, there's humor in this, but, uh, but I always joke. I say, look, when, when people ask me, like, I'm in a valley and I just can't get out. I'm struggling. I just can't get out. Like, I'm having this hard time. And I'm like, look, you better learn whatever the Lord wants you to learn. That's why you're there. And the quicker you learn it, the quicker you can get out, right? Like, I know that's not always the case. Again, humor me with that. But I'm like, like, there's something happening in this season that you got to learn. And when we retreat, many of those times, we start to see things from a different angle, from a different perspective, and we learn things, and we're able to give those things that we learn to other people. Just this past week, um, I, I shared a post on Facebook and I really, I don't even, I don't know what my intentions were, honestly, uh, while I was sharing it. it was kind of twofold, I guess. First was, it was really an opportunity for me to, uh, to write down. I'm, I'm a journaler. Like I love to, that's how, I mean, I talk a lot, obviously, but, um, but I love to, I love to write. I have a prayer journal I write in. I have just a regular journal, like, like just to write the way it helps me express myself, if you will. And so, so part of this Facebook post was really to kind of help articulate the way that I was feeling. Like, if you ever had a, been struggling with something, you have a conversation with someone and, and it forces you to articulate it. And then you leave there and you're like, man, I feel a lot better because I was able to articulate and pinpoint. And so, so part of the, the Facebook post was me just kind of expressing my heart. And then the other part, which was honestly, if I'm super transparent, probably more minimal or secondary, was just to kind of share what I was going through in hopes that it was going to connect to someone else. I was blown away. Listen, I haven't been on Facebook in six weeks and not to chase a rabbit, but if you know anything about Facebook algorithms and stuff, like you go away for a while, you come back and nobody's seeing your post, right? Like they don't shut you down basically. And so I post this long post, basically just sharing the things that I had learned over the last six weeks. The things that, that the Lord had taught me as I had retreated because there was a desperate need for me to retreat. And God had taught me some things and I share those things on Facebook. And I kid you not, there was over 50 comments from different people. I received like 10 private messages from people who literally were like, Brian, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like, Brian, that was, that was exactly what I needed. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm facing some of the same things. I'm feeling some of the same things. And I can't put my finger on it. I can't figure it out. Here's what I want you to hear. What if the thing that you're feeling, the thing that you're going through, when you retreat, you're able to learn something. You're able to see something from a different 
perspective, perspective. And it's actually not only for you, but it's for the people around you because you get to share your experience because now you've retreated, you've caught your breath, you've re-energized, you've charged back up, you've looked at things differently, and now you see exactly what was happening in that season of your life. And now you get to lead other people. We like to guide people to life in Christ. That's our mission here. And, and as I shared that, again, I was blown away. I had no idea that God was going to do what he did with that. But it led me to wanting to speak about this today because it, it showed me. And again, my, my primary focus was really just to share my heart. Like it wasn't like some application like, hey, if you're feeling like this, do X, Y, and Z. There wasn't a ton of application in it. It was just like emotion vomit, right? Like, sorry for that illustration, but like, I'm just like sharing like, here it is. Like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I've seen. This is what I've experienced. This is what I've learned. And people are like, bro, this is for me. And I just wonder if we would step back from the season that we're in Figure out what it is to we need to retreat from. And again, it may be something so simple that you can do in a moment. Or it may be five, six weeks like me, right? Like again, and not all of that was intentional. But we learn things in there. We get a different perspective. And we're able to see things differently from the aspect of, of retreating, from backing away. And we get to lead others. We get to help others. And that's what the apostles did. They went away to retreat. And although they hadn't had a chance to actually retreat yet, there were people there that needed what they had. And they allowed God to work in them and through them, Jesus himself, and to provide something for them in that moment to meet them right where they were in life. Is it really doing anything? Absolutely. There is a need for retreat. You've got to retreat. Take time to prioritize. Is this busyness? Is this productivity? I know this person needs me. I know that thing needs me, but I got to figure out what can I disconnect from? What can I disengage from? And I'm going to be refreshed and then I'm going to be able to help others. The fourth question that I would have, uh, I guess, I don't know if this one's an excuse or not, but, but a question that would cross your mind, that it crossed my mind is like, if I retreat, will it change anything? Like, will it change anything? Like, I got a lot going on. I got, I got five kids. I'm not talking about me, right? Like, I only got three. And a fourth one, hopefully, will be here one day. But, but, you know, I got five kids and I got this job and I got that and I got kids in sports. Like, I got all of these things going on. Like, if I literally take the time to disconnect all the pressures that I'm feeling right now, all the things I'm like, I can't do this. I can't get away. This person needs me that. Like, is it really going to change anything? Is anything going to happen? Look at the rest of the story. Jesus said, how much bread do you have? Go find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. And the rest of this story is, guess what? He fed over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. A miracle took place. And I don't know what's on the horizon for me and in my life, but I do know that I saw a drastic need for me to retreat. I stepped back. I was able to see things differently. I was able to get a different perspective. I was able to prioritize. Is this busyness? Is this productivity? I was able to disconnect from the people that I really just thought needed me, but actually they didn't. They were going to be okay if I didn't return that phone call or I didn't send that email back. It was okay if I didn't like that Facebook post or comment on that Facebook post. And guess what? Mirror 
miracles began to take place. And because of me having an opportunity to step back, and again, I'm not saying I got it all together. I'm not saying that I'm perfect now because I took a break. But I'm telling you, when you step back and you retreat, when you get ready to move forward, there is something so powerful that begins to take place in your walk with Christ, your relationship with him, the way that your heart is ticking, the posture of it, your attitude towards people, your love for people, and your mission that is inside of you to carry the gospel out everywhere that you go. You cannot afford not to retreat. Every year, and I know some of y'all again be like, dang, bro, you just disconnected for six weeks and here it comes again. But every year, the week before Thanksgiving, I do a full-blown retreat, like a whole week long. I go to the woods. I sit in a tree. I literally don't check my phone unless I have to. There's no service anyway. We camp. Like I'm literally just in the middle of God's creation. And I've been doing that for about 10 years. And for the first probably six, I would feel so guilty. I would feel so like, man, I got, I got kids at home. I got a wife who needs me. Like, I can't do this. I can't disconnect. I can't take a week of vacation in the middle of the fall and this and that and on and on and on. But then over the years, I began to realize that when I retreated, when I came back, I was 10 times better than I was. And God began to do something in my life that I feel like he would not have done with the tank of gas that I had before I retreated. I came back filled up. I came back charged up. I came back ready. And in this season of my life right now, We are about to take off Seven Cities Church and I need all the gas I can have. And maybe you need some gas in your tank. There is a need for retreat. And I promise you, I promise you, not from me, from God's word, that if you will take time to retreat, things will change. Things will change. And I'm not saying retreat and just do nothing. I mean, that's part of it, but retreating, seeking God, getting into his presence, searching your heart, asking what's off, asking what you can change, asking how can I become more Christ-like, and you begin to fill that tank, and you come back, and things begin to change. There is a drastic need for retreat. Do it. Do it, which is the last thing that I want to share with you. Go retreat. Go retreat. Again, I wrestle with this this passage in this context. I'm like, they went to retreat, but yet they didn't retreat. So how are you going to teach principles about retreating when they're actually not retreating, right? Like they left and people are there. And I'm thankful that I continue reading the passage because they went, they were on their way to retreat. And by the way, Jesus knew that there were going to be people there. He still knew what was going to take place. He still knew he had a mission and priorities he had to take care of. But the passage continues, which I didn't read this earlier, but look at verse 45 and 46. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. He went to the hills to retreat. And so Jesus, he was on the way to retreat. Something and someone met him there. They kind of pulled him away. Again, he saw them as a priority, so it wasn't a burden. It was, this is my purpose. These people are important to me. And after he did what he had to do, after he took care of the priorities, after he took care of the important things, he said, you know what? I'm going to finish doing what I came here to do. I'm going to retreat. And I think so often we have the best intentions. I need to retreat. Like I need it. And I'm going and I'm headed here and I'm about to retreat. But along the way, 
Something happens, I get distracted, or someone needs me, or there's a priority that has to be handled and managed. And then after we handle it, we say, well, the retreat's over. I got to head back right. No, no, no. You keep going and you keep retreating and you keep doing what you set out to do to begin with. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have roadblocks. It doesn't mean you're not going to have obstacles. It doesn't mean you're not going to have priorities to take care of. But do not neglect retreating. Guys, it's been a crazy year and a half. Crazy. Like literally probably a season that no one listening to me right now has ever experienced. And maybe you have. I know for me, this is, I've never experienced anything and most of the world hasn't either. There have been a lot of changes, a lot of transitions, a lot of division, a lot of things that are different. And a lot of people right now are just feeling off. Like you just feel off. Like I don't know what it is. I'm not settled. I can't figure it out. I can't find a rhythm. I can't get back on track. Like things aren't really that bad or maybe they are, but something is off in my life. And I'm not saying this is the one size fits all, but I am telling you that if you will retreat, if you will take time to step back, disengage, disconnect, and figure out the things that are most important in your life, that things will change. Things will change. And remember, as you're retreating, the number one focus is to seek God. He will replenish you. He will refill you. He will recharge you. He will teach you. He will shape you. He will mold you. And He will give life. He will give you life. There is a need to retreat. Church, I'm praying for you. I know that some of you are wrestling. I know that some of you are scrambling. I know that some of you are feeling the exact same way that I have felt. And again, I'm not ashamed as your pastor to stand in front of you and tell you that we are doing and going and are going to experience some of the same exact things in life. I'm not better than you. I'm not above you. I'm a real dude who wants to follow Jesus and seek him with everything that I can, all the while trying to lead you into a closer relationship with him. I'm not perfect and you're not either. I'm going to make mistakes and you are too. I'm going to feel off and you are too. But we are in this together. We have a Savior named Jesus Christ who unites us together, who cares about us, who loves us, and who wants to help you when you feel off. So maybe you're here today and you understand the thing that is off is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Him, or maybe you do, but you realize, I need to get back on track spiritually. I need to get back on track focusing on Him, making Him a priority in my life because all these other things in life are just busyness compared to our relationship with Christ. And I need to get back on track. And you can take a step back from some things in your life to retreat from so that you can refocus and reshift and put your focus back on Jesus. And maybe you're here today and you've never put your focus on Jesus. And it's simple. He's given you an invitation not only to retreat, but to have eternal retreat, eternal rest, a relationship with Him to where you come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And you understand you are a sinner. Your life is way off. 
and you are in desperate need of a Savior, and that Savior's name is Jesus, and He came to this earth to die on a cross for you and I. And you need to make that decision today. I surrender my life. I'm retreating from my own life to give it all to you so that I can have a relationship with you and make you the Lord of my life. Make that decision today. Church, can I pray for you? Let's bow our heads, close our eyes, wherever you are. Father, I pray. I pray for every single person who is watching this, whether they're watching it live right now or whether it's a Monday, Tuesday morning and they're listening to it on their way to work. God, I pray that you would help them to see the things in their life that they have the ability to disconnect from, to retreat away from. Not to just shut their lives down and and be lazy or be negligent, but things that you know that, that are keeping them busy and that are keeping them away from being spiritually, physically, emotionally replenished and recharged by resting in you. God, I pray that you would help them to do that. I pray that you would alleviate some of the pressures that we feel, some of the guilt that we feel, some of the some of the responsibilities that we think we have to have. Because oftentimes when we retreat, we realize that that thing that we thought we were holding up, we actually weren't. And it's going to sustain and maintain while we retreat. It doesn't mean we don't come back to it and, and carry it along, but there are so many things in life, Lord, that we ask you to help us to back away from, to catch our breath, And then if you want us to go back to it, help us to do that in the right way with rhythm and balance and rest. God, I pray. Pray for us as a church. God, it's been an incredible nine months as we kicked off this online service in January. And now we're we're in homes and and we're we're kicking off this this foundation of who we are as a church. And God, we're asking and begging and and we know very soon that we're going to all be in a building together. And and our church and your church ultimately is going to take off and and do things that, that, uh, that you have called us to do, the purpose that you have called us to do. I pray that we don't miss out on what you're doing now because we're looking ahead to that. But God, I pray that you help us right now in this season to be recharged, to be refreshed, to be prepared for what you have ahead of our lives because we believe we know that there are bigger and greater things ahead if we continue to seek you and pursue you with all that we have but in order to do that there's a desperate need for retreat god i pray over every single person listening today lord i pray that you remind them how much you love them and care about what they're facing in life Lord, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen and amen. Hey, I love you.